Welcome to Pre-Arb Excellence, a bottoms-up Cubs podcast in tune with the team's pipeline. From minor league results and development to the draft, international signings, and anything else that helps leads to helps lead to Pre-Arb Excellence, I'm there for it. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Slow Playing Chase Strumpf, which focuses on a potential strategy for taking advantage of something that might happen in the future. If you have any questions about this episode or anything else in the pipeline, ask me through the app at Tim815 on Twitter or at Pre-Arb Excellence on Facebook. I'm about education. If I can educate someone on the minutiae of Major League Baseball today, I've done something right. Chase Strumpf was the Cubs' second-round draft pick last season. He's a second baseman, bat first second baseman from UCLA. Shortly after being drafted by the Cubs, he hit a postseason home run against Loyola Marymount. It's quite a TV moment. Then he gets back to the dugout and finds out he was drafted. It was really cool. Cubs fans who had no idea who Strumpf was got, got a look at his power. Unfortunately, his junior year last season was not his best. He was injured, had some back difficulties, <clears throat> and he didn't do as well at UCLA as hoped, and he didn't do as well with the Cubs as hoped. Hopefully with a, an offseason where he is a professional athlete instead of a student athlete, he'll be totally ready for the 2020 season. When I say slow-playing Chase Strumpf, that's not a dig at Strumpf. I expect him to be a very useful piece, whatever that eventuates into. And when I say slow-playing Chase Strumpf, he is by no stretch the only person that I'm talking about. There is a strategy that I haven't heard anyone talking about yet that makes a lot of sense to me. It involves people who are in a category like Strumpf. As a 2019 draft pick, Strumpf will not be Rule 5 eligible until December of 2022. Hold that in mind. Similarly, Brennan Davis and Cole Roeder were drafted the year before Strumpf as high school players. They will be Rule 5 eligible in, tell me if you've heard this before, December of 2022. um, International players who were signed before the age of 18, which is most of the ones who would be significant, that debuted in 2019 will also be eligible for Rule 5 draft in, yes, you guessed it, December of 2022. Now, why why would I even remotely be interested in players who are interested in, who are going to be eligible for the Rule 5 draft in December of 2022, as opposed to anyone else, 
any other year. And it wouldn't be any other month, but it would be any other year. <clears throat> a large part of it boils to the labor strife in baseball. I don't know if you've noticed it, but Rob Manfred's been coming up with some stupid ideas recently, and he's had some deci he had decisions on the Astros that didn't really seem to make sense. He said that the garbage can thing was all player originated, and then about two weeks later, he said, "Oh, by the way, we have a memo that says the front office knew about it in 2016." What? Wait a minute. If it's player-originated, then the front office wouldn't have known about it before it started. Manfred's not having a good month or a year. Um, Chris Bryant had his arbitration or his uh, arbiter ruling, deciding, declaring that he is Cubs property for two more seasons, 2020 and 2021, instead of being a free agent after 2020. There's a, a lot of strife going on. The players are getting paid a lot. The owners are getting paid a lot. But everybody wants more. The collective bargaining agreement expires after the 2021 season. The 2021 Rule 5 draft will go off without a hitch, and players that are eligible for the 2021 Rule 5 draft, teams had better be very careful to make sure they're protected because teams will poach a player, even if he's possibly not going to be able to play for a while, due to labor strife. However, I'm not talking about players who are going to be Rule 5 eligible for the first time in 2021, I'm talking about players who are going to be Rule 5 eligible for the first time in 2022. 2022 could be a very odd season. Back in the other strike seasons, in general, the minor league games go on a schedule because minor league players don't have a union, minor league players don't cost much, and the, despite what the owners claim, and the owners want their minor league players to get better. The owners do, the executives do, because if a player is playing in, the South, in South Bend or Myrtle Beach or wherever the Cubs affiliates happen to be, after this season, teams are still going to want their players to keep getting better, even if the major league players aren't playing. What's going to happen is 2020, players are going to get better, advance, get better, advance. In 2021, late in the season, there will be a number of instances where people are going to say, call up insert player here after all the cubs called up ian happ probably a bit before he was ready because he was better than the guy that the cubs had 
Nico Horner was called up this season because everybody they had that was the Cubs had that was capable of playing shortstop was injured. So the there will be a push in 2020 in 2021 late in the season to call up players who are ready, willing, and able to help with the team trying to make the playoffs. Don't take the bait. I hope you're enjoying my PR Excellence Cubs podcast as much as I am bringing them to you. There are two ways you can help extend the reach of the podcast. Share a link with a like-minded friend. I check every day to see how many followers I have, and as the numbers go up, I'm happy. Secondly, Anchor allows sponsorships for podcasts. If you're interested in helping out in that fashion, thanks for considering it. So, let's zoom ahead to August, September of 2021. Let's say the Cubs are gunning for one of the five or seven or 19 playoff spots in the National League Central, in the National League, representing the National League Central. And it gets to a certain point where Strumpf or Brennan Davis or Cole Roeder or Richard Gallardo or Rafael Morel or Johendrik Panargo. Anytime I have a chance to say Johendrik Panargo, I will say it because Johendrik Panargo has a fantastic name. So Johendrik Panargo is also in this loop. First round pick Ryan Jensen was a college draft choice. He is also in the discussion. I don't want these players called up late in 2021 because as there's labor strife, they will not be able to play in 2022. Perhaps there will be a strike. Perhaps there will be a lockout. In either case, I don't want players who need development to be tied up and prevented from getting said development because of Major League Baseball labor strife. There ought to be plenty of players who can get summoned who aren't in that situation. Perhaps they won't be as good a player. But come 2022, I see AAA baseball being run slightly different than it is now. Right now, AAA baseball is a number of guys with prospects and a whole bunch of guys who are placeholders that are needed in case someone at the major league level gets injured. For instance, last year, Philip Evans was an infielder. Johnny Field was an outfielder. And either of those would have been called up to the Cubs if there were an injury. Neither was called up. Iowa won the, their division, which was wonderful. For the first time in like a decade, they won their division. But AAA is somewhat for prospects, and it's somewhat for veteran holdovers. In 2022, as best as possible, if baseball is having a strike or a lockout, 
it should not be how rosters are put together. There'll be a couple of veterans because at some point the strike probably will get solved and it will be time to have players ready to assist with the parent club. But if there is labor strife for much of the 2022 season, or perhaps all of it, that would be an absolutely fantastic time to have your AAA team be your version of a Serie A football club in European soccer. These are the best guys we have. These guys are the ones who are pushing for a major league spot in 2023 when the labor peace arrives. You play Cole Roederer and Brennan Davis, Chase Strumpf. You play these guys at the top level that they can possibly play at in 2022, and not a single one of them has been Rule 5 draft eligible yet. They're ready to step in at the major league level for 2023, and they have their full complement of opportunities to be sent back to the minor leagues in the back pocket in case the rules don't change. Now, you know and I know, rules are going to change. But we don't know how they're going to change. Some things will be more helpful for the players, more beneficial for the players. A few things will be much more beneficial for the owners. Some of the things that look like they're more beneficial for the players will actually be more beneficial for the owners. I want the Cubs to be positioned in a fashion so that regardless who, regardless what, regardless how the paperwork dries out, regardless what the benefits are, the Cubs have all their best prospects available and playing in AA or AAA, getting ready for, are we going to be Rule 5 protected? Because after the strike, it's going to be different. And if you are more readily able to deal with the changes, whatever they are, it should be a benefit for the team. Tomorrow afternoon, I have an article on Chase Strumpf coming out on Bleed Cubby Blue. Late afternoon, roster moves pending. Swing by, check it out there. I'll link to it on my Twitter feed, as per usual. But Chase Strumpf, Ryan Jensen, Brennan Davis, Cole Roederer, Richard Gallardo, I don't really want them to pitch in the major leagues in 2021. I play in the major leagues in 2021. I really don't want them to. I want them to play in the minor leagues in 2022, regardless of what's going on with the major league strike. There's one potential outlier from the draft class last year that I would consider adjusting my thought process on. Michael McAveen. Michael McAveen throws upper 90s. He's hit triple digits a couple times. He's a bit of a fireball. He got tossed out of a game for 
complaining about balls and strikes and ended up getting suspended four games because of it, because that's the way they do it in college baseball. His team, uh, Louisville, fought through and won, getting back into, uh, getting him back into playing. That was in the tournament section of the season. Michael McAveen could be a very fast mover in the Cubs pipeline. If you have a relief pitcher that's throwing 98, 99, 100, and he can blow through the system and get to Iowa by July of 2021, I'd be willing to let him get called up, even if for a couple of months. It wouldn't be ideal. It wouldn't be the way I'd absolutely want it. But I don't want to sound like the only thing I want to do is look for the future. McAveen could be the type who could fight through and be good enough to be good in Chicago in 2021. And if that's the case, I'm completely willing to let him pitch in 2021, in August, in September, and hope that something happens and he doesn't lose a year to the strike. Pending Michael McAveen, I would be good with continuing to roll with. But as far as Chase Strumpf, as far as Chase Strumpf, as far as Brennan Davis, as far as Cole Roderer, I'd much rather, much rather them get to play in 2022, wherever that would end up being. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. It means quite a bit to me. You chose to press play or click subscribe. My goal is to be a go-to source for the Cubs pipeline development. Questions are welcomed, either through the podcast or at Twitter on Tim815. Next time, I'll have another episode that you hopefully consider worth your time. Till then, enjoy and be nice to people.